I think I should probably do the intro thing, and then we should talk. Yeah, let's do a thing. Um, I, you know what? I didn't think of a thing today because I was a little distraught by losing our buddy, uh, Mr. Lee. Oh, sad, sad day. Yes, but we will celebrate him. Oh, yes, we will, people. We will celebrate him. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe. I've said too much. The folded-up comic book of Internet Radio. My name is Mike, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends Izzy Swan, of all things, IzzySwan.com, and Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop, who's so gorgeously showing off his T-shirt. Yeah, I am. Welcome. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's I'm glad good to, to be see here. Is he? Are you alive? I'm here, guys. Hey, there he is. It feels like it's been a minute since we've done this. I. It, it does has. feel like that. It's did we like do something week. wrong? And that's a bit ridiculous because we just did this. Well, like and the weird ago. thing, I'll tell you what, the weird thing about this is, is that um, we had an amazing podcast last week with an interview, and that's something we don't normally do. And mm-hmm. so it ends up being kind of like what we do in our normal banter. Uh, we didn't do. So it's almost been two weeks since we really talked. Does that, oh, so we, does, does that make sense? So we should tell Bobby Duke he's no longer welcome. No, no, no. I, I think he's a fantastic <laughs> gentleman. He needs to so. make his own damn appointment. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's uh, that. What a what a good dude, by the way. He just super nice. Yeah, like he's he's everything you kind of hoped he would be. So that was cool of him to come by. And uh, if you haven't heard that, that's the previous episode. Pause this one. Don't ever stop it. Uh, go back, listen to that one, and then come back because uh, we like our viewer numbers to go up. So that's right. If that's a thing, but uh, but so uh, yeah, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, for those of you who uh, we're recording this the day that uh, that Stan Lee uh, of Marvel fame has passed away. So um, that was a uh, that's what that's what happened today. So you guys will probably be hearing this tomorrow. So shouldn't be that uh, you know past which is one of the reasons we started doing these like the night before we release them so we could be topical keep up with pop so right <laughs> but um but before we uh, we start talking about the um the difference between the fine thread pocket holes and the coarse thread ones cuz that uh that's been uh, vitiating the message boards as of late we'll uh, I just wanted to see what have you guys been doing for the last uh the last week here is I see you're building all kinds of God knows what down there. No, just cabinets. Lots and lots and lots of freaking cabinets. <laughs> 36 freaking feet of cabinets. So, your cabinet building is what I'm hearing. Mm. Yes. Gotcha. That sounds really and, uh, exciting. No. <laughs> by the way, you have a pocket hole machine. He does. Mm. You don't have like a pocket hole jig. You have a pocket hole machine. Machine, yeah. But you don't have the blue company one. You have something different. It's like a professional pocket hole machine. I have several. I I have several pocket hole machines now. Um, That's what you Do you want to relinquish your your tradesman uh, calling at this point? Or do you, I mean, because you know, pocket holes are not woodworking, by the way. Yes, they are. And anybody no, no, no. Says, holes and CNC. No, even the ancient we, we Egyptians gave it up for brick. No, the Egyptians <laughs> did not give it up. They invented it. Um. Yeah, I, I'm using a. I, I've got a couple of Castles machines. For those of you who've been in industry, Castles been around for about 33 years now. Uh, rather than cutting a, rather than using a step bit and cutting a. 14 to 15 degree angle they use a router bit and a drill and it cuts a six degree pocket and the router bit kind of swoops out and coves it coves out a pocket and then a, a drill comes in from the backside and does a six degree hole and it's um a much more user-friendly pocket hole uh, which is really needed in industry when you're doing hundreds of frame face frames and cabinets you know a month so yeah this it's a prosumer um, the one I'm using and that you've seen in the videos is not the one I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking at. I have another one. It's called the, um, the castle, um, 400 
or 100, excuse me, the Castle 100, and it's a, a Castle's trying to break into the, the consumer market. So um, I'm playing around with both at the, at the moment. I'm, I'm living a little nostalgic at, right now with their prosumer, the 1100 that I'm using now. Amply named because that's what it costs. So, um, but so it's, let, uh, just this uh, this schizophrenia with you is going to probably be my undoing because one minute you're using the cheapest track saw that you can find on Amazon, and the next minute you've got an eleven hundred dollar pocket hole machine. So I'm uh, I'm going to yeah. be barely hanging on to reality for a little while until you get the shop set up because it's going to it's going to take me a minute to work my way around your. Uh, I'm going to confuse everybody. Wait till you see what I have coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, the bottom line is um, I'm setting this shop up I, for the last five or six years on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I have I have had a uh, two to $300 or $400 table saw, you know, hybrid, you know, cabinet, you know, um, contractors thing you can buy at the big box store. Um, I've kept it pretty reasonable as far as tools go. But this shop, I'm doing it upright. But that being said, I'm still not going to go out and spend a small fortune on things that I'm not going to use every day, day in and day out, you know? So that's where mm-hmm. you're going to see some of these things come in, like, like, um, um, the track saw. And, you know, there's a lot of tool companies out there and sorry guys, are probably going to kill us on, on sponsorships, but you look at, there's, there's, I don't know, what is there 15 or 20 off the top of my head? I can think of tools that are identical across the board, whether they're black, green, blue, orange, um, uh, light green, red, <laughs> they're all the same thing. They're just, they're the same freaking tool. They're just rebranded and, you know, restamped and um, colored something different and sent out there. And it's exact same tool. The only difference is the price tag. So those are kind of the tools that I'm going to be looking at as far as the, the more cost effect you know cost efficient cost effective type tools but i am still going to put some really nice stuff in the shop because this is my dream shop and it's going to be the way i want it so that yes it's sad. uh from what i can tell i mean it looks like you're building out sexy i mean all i see is cabinet shells from the youtube videos so. <laughs> yeah right now it's all cabinets um probably another week week and a half on cabinets I've got a couple of videos I'm trying to work on right now. One that I, um, one that I actually recorded and then kiboshed because I wanted to learn a little bit more about. Um, right now, I'm, I'm doing a video on um, air filtration systems, and uh, I had one done, ready to go, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do some research here because it it bears research because I I went and looked, watched a bunch of videos, and nobody talks about the CFMs. Nobody's talking about the MERV ratings, what you know, down to the one, you know, point one zero zero one micron system. So, I wanted, I want to do a very thorough comparison with this next video. So I took that. So I decided I'm going to re-record it. Go do the research, find out exactly what it is that makes one system perhaps better than the other before I put it out. So you'll you'll see that up next, guys. Um, kind of a, a shootout between you know uh, dust collection or air filtration systems and um, box fans with just an air filter strapped to it. So, and the results nice. may the results may very well surprise you're gonna, a whole you're, lot you're of the people. New, you're the new Matthias Wendell. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I'm never. I, I hope got, I'm never that smart. So I had the. Uh, if I see you with the micron filter, I'm going to be like, "Wow, he's doing it." But uh, uh. yeah. Well, hey, listen. When it comes time to sand all of those cabinets. <laughs> Uh, that was let's, that was going on today, and let's it, not you, forget our good friends at Klingspor. You guys will be, you, pr- you guys will with be with all proud of your of me. abrasive needs. <laughs> you guys would be proud of me. I had a dust mask on, and I had the vacuum attached to the sander, and all that, and I didn't record a bit of it, so I can't prove it, but I did. So you mm-hmm. would be very proud of me. I think yes. it's of course uh, I was. I was sanding Bondo, so that's stuff you really don't want in your lungs. Yeah, well, I just wanted to throw a uh, a quick uh, a quick completely forced uh, shout for out sponsor to the, in there to the to the clink spores. Yeah, I actually um, What's I got some fun, again? I got fun, some really fun stuff happening with clink spore in the next few weeks. We'll be talking about that more as it happens, and as I said before. And I'm going to say it again, next year, the Kling Spore Show is going to be off the chain. We're talking yeah. drill-powered robots, Mike wearing do that a tutu. Yep, it's going to be amazing. They better build that treehouse, dude. I, that was a great so, idea. And I know they only have the place temporarily, but... I think we excuses. should do our podcast from a pirate treehouse. 
you know, above everybody else, so we feel much more superior. Dude, if oh, we yeah, could do like a, even there. a pirate ship, that would be awesome. Heck because yeah. because I, I mean, did. this is a company built on abrasives, right? Like their main company is the abrasive company. Their woodworking mm-hmm. tools, I won't say are secondary, but certainly is not uh, is a great uh, asset to their business portfolio. But we have to remember these people people are all about the abrasives, and there is no podcast well, that can fully represent abrasiveness like we can that's true i <laughs> yes, want to do lifelong sponsorship is i want to sh- a little bit of love to cling i i work here with i do some consulting and, and on a professional level so the people i work with on a consulting level are very um they're, they're vetted they have to be the best in the industry or i just don't work with them and right now uh, i am very pleased to say that i am working with Klingspor on a consulting gig that i'm working i'm bringing Klingspor in on a consulting gig i'm doing right now nice. um just because they're you know uh first of all i trust them great customer service they know what they're talking about and they're just the kind of people that you want to have you know with you when you walk into a room when you huh. when you and let's not just, forget you know, that they support one of the greatest podcasts that's ever been assembled. Well, we can't so. hold that against them. So. That's yeah. true. <laughs> you know, I I just talked to Mike today because I not only am a recipient of their sponsorship. I mean, me personally, because I'm the only one that ever gets anything out of it. But uh, I also <laughs> placed an order uh, with them today. So because I do that every month or so, and so I called up Mike. So it- who doesn't actually it have really a real it- job. He's just in charge of social media. And I said, Hey, do you want to look important today? Why don't you take my order? And, uh, he was like, yeah, man, that's great. It'd be something I can show my bosses I did today. And so that was cool. I like to help out. <laughs> so <laughs> going, yeah. help Coleman's not listening this time. Yeah, basically. So basically the only one that doesn't benefit at all from the sponsorship is me. And I'm the one that talks about it the most. That's true. That's true. You should, to, anyway. I'm going to have to talk to the boys over there at Klingsport. It might be time to, uh, to fatten the pockets over here just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. Hey, Mikey Z, if you're listening. Hey, he bought, he bought sure, your dinner. I am certain they will throw you a scrap box of uh, sandpaper. No, I don't need any of that. Dude, <laughs> uh, I, I, I bought my scrap box of, uh, <laughs> of sandpaper while I was there, and I still haven't actually opened it. It's sitting in the I corner. Did, I did not buy one. I actually, I was I was looking to go get it, and then we just kind of ran out of time, and I got to be so tired the last day there that I was just like, eh, eh. Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to. I don't want to lift that fifty-pound box of scraps. Uh, yeah, it's if I have to pay for it, someone should carry it for me. I mean, we, we were the quote-unquote talent there. That's that, right. That uh, which you know doesn't, so, seem, doesn't Mike, bode well for their show. <laughs> Mike, but, you had a really interesting topic for tonight, and, and yes. I mean more, not just Stanley, you know, leaving us. But it, recently, we just celebrated a holiday, um, if you can call it celebrating a holiday. But we um, we had a holiday recognized to celebrate, to recognize um, <clears throat> some of the heroes of our country. And um, and you you like a true genius said, "Hey, why don't we talk about heroes tonight?" So I was like, "Heck yeah, that's a really good idea. We should do that." So did yeah. you have a did you have a path you wanted to lead us down on that or how did well how I, was I, that you know go? so I, my initial thought was yeah I mean because uh, Veterans Day is easy right and and sure uh, well you, know, it, you, you get yeah. you get I, I mean as far as you know being able to uh, you know kind of you know pump your chest up and go hey you know we support the troops because you know that's wouldn't I mean we, we don't actually support the troops if you look at the way we treat our veterans when they come back from war that's you know we support our troops is just something we say but. Um, we should support our troops, and we should do more for them, and and uh, you know, all that stuff. So I, uh, I'll put that little political two cents worth of nonsense out there because nobody's going to disagree with that. You can you can say that all day, and you know, um, right? No one's ever going to argue with you. But the uh, with Stan Lee uh, passing away today, I you know I I don't know um, what a lot of things were like for a lot of people, but when I was a kid, um, I used to try to hide from reality as often as was possible. Uh, so comic books and sort of, you know, that, uh, I could never afford, you know, real comic books, but I used to get them from my cousins and stuff. And, um, you know, sort of hiding in those worlds was always a lot more fun than, you know, being part of the world. So, um, I don't want to be one of those guys that says, you know, he was a hero to me, but, uh, he sure did help pass the time, uh, and, and particularly time that, um, you know, for me that, that really needed to be passed. So it was, 
uh, you know, there there was some some dark moments, uh, you know, the, growing up that I I actually found these you know stories. Um, and, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of get to become these people, and they become your heroes, and and uh, you know, and then and then you find these you know these sort of uh, you, you find these people in real life too. So you're like in, in you know when you start reading these comics and stuff, you can you know okay, well this teacher of mine is this person because. When Stanley used to write these stories, he used to have these sort of ideas, you know, either personalities inside of him or people he knew that he would make these stories of. So, um, so yeah, so I just got to thinking, you know, in general about heroes between Veterans Day and, and this. I, I And I know it's kind of a leap to, you know, pull the two of those together. No, the man was um, all about but, heroes. I mean, now, yeah, now granted, but, there's, there's nothing, there, obviously these were fictional things, but this is always the aspiration was that you had mm-hmm. some man or woman that would come in and save the day. And I think veterans fit that perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. so I, th- I think it's, it's a reasonable thing because we're always looking for the better us and, uh, and having a hero is one of those aspirations. And as a kid, you don't, you don't understand that every hero is flawed and was probably put in a situation they didn't want to begin be in anyway. But mm-hmm. the nice thing is when an illustrator or a storyteller tells about something like that, you get to at least take a moment and split reality a little bit and and have the best hopes for humanity. And so there's there's nothing wrong about talking about heroes and and veterans and mm-hmm. Stanley all in the same sentence because it's Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing for me, I so the thing I've actually I I talked about this on social media a, a couple of years ago, um, and and thanks to these memories pages and time hop and all this stuff, it kind of comes back to you. But um, one of the things that I'd said not that long ago, it actually we we kind of and I don't think to their credit give veterans sort of this godlike status, um, you know, that almost like superheroes, which I think actually kind of translates to some of the way that they get treated and, and sort of mistreated because I know veterans. I, I I didn't serve in the military. They My life was too much of a train wreck to even consider that as an option back when I was growing up. But, um, but I had a, um, I just had this idea that you, you shouldn't treat these people like they're more than human because they're just human, right? I mean, you, everybody, we know veterans, we have them in our communities, have them in our families. Um, they're really not special in terms of they, they don't possess any superhuman strength. Um, you know, none of them can fly as far as I know or have see-through vision or sort of any of that stuff. But um, the thing that makes people like that heroes is they are flawed people. They are like you and I, right? They're just most of these you know people that go do this stuff. A lot of them are kids, you know, younger guys, um, younger women, um, you know, but they don't possess anything that you and I don't possess. But they go do shit that you and I just won't do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, hero. Um, and, the and, new tagline: yeah. hero doing shit you won't do. That's like <laughs> I mean, basically. That's, so that's the that's the new Webster's entry for it. Yeah, it, and that's the the thing is is there is not a the, there is not somebody standing up there in a you know I mean when you look at the elite people like the Navy SEALs and all this stuff they do shit that nobody does right so but um you know the the just regular like you know the 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 regular veterans that everybody knows that you know they're not being swept off to Cairo to you know shimmy down some uh, chimney and and shoot a bad guy and we never hear about it I'm just talking about you know your, the 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 typical military people that everybody knows. They're just people, you know, and, and they're not superhuman. They don't, they're, they're not better than anybody. And yet they still make sacrifices and are willing to do things. I mean, even people that, you know, we often think of people that, you know, make sacrifices, people who are killed in battle or, you know, they lost a leg or an arm or a limb and, and, and you know, but when you look at these folks, like they, they have families that they spend months away from at a time. And, and then, you know, they go overdo tours and they're in these hell holes and then they come back and, you know, they, they, like they almost have to re-meet their families. The number of guys that I know that have had children while they're deployed that come back and like meet their kids for the first time. And all, I mean, that type of stuff is, I mean, that's impossible. You know what I mean? And they just do it. And, and, you know, when you're talking about heroes and you're talking about real world heroes, I mean, I think that's kind of how you should define them. You know, it's not that they're superhuman. It's not that they're bigger, better, stronger, faster. It's just, they're willing to do shit we won't do. Um, you know, and that, that really, I mean, and they do it 
so that we can do the other dumb shit that we want to do, you know, and that's a, uh, I think that that very clearly defines them, you know, in that hero archetype. So hats off to the veterans. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I, I, I wish we did more for the, for them. Um, I, I, you know, I try to give and donate and provide as much as I can, but, uh, societally, I think we need to do more. Uh, I, I don't know how we do that, but I wish it could be done. <laughs> so, but that's my two cents on the whole thing. But yeah, that, that was the, uh, I think that's, I've always had that cents. thought about those guys. You know, what we should have the day after or the day, probably the day before veterans day should be the wives of veterans day. Because I was just thinking as, as you were saying, you know, the or these, families, the family of, of veterans, mm -hmm. because you, you have to think about holding together a family while maybe the bread earner, or at least one of the big members of the family mm -hmm. goes off on deployment or on training, uh, you know, two, two weekends, uh, or, or whatever it ends up being. And, uh, and that, that actually would be kind of a, another cool topic to talk about because we have, mm -hmm. we have, uh, my shop manager, Maggie, uh, her son is, uh, in deployment right now. And he joined when he was like, like two days out of high school. And so he's done with basic and all that stuff. And so he's on his first deployment and he's still getting training while in that deployment. So he's doing, uh, all the stuffs. And, uh, we get updates all the time. My former, one of my former employees was a kid of a friend of ours and, um, he's been on deployment for the last, um, I don't know, six months or so. And he's over in, uh, Germany, uh, working on Apaches. And so mm. it's, uh, it's crazy because it, there's nobody, I don't know anybody I can't think of anybody that hasn't been, doesn't have somebody, at least family members or something who hasn't been in the military at some point. We have, um, I have friends that were on, um, boats that patrolled, um, you know, intercoastal waters here for the coast guard coasties. And Margo has a brother who is currently on a destroyer that's circling and watching and capturing pirates. <laughs> how about that for a job title right like what yes, do you do well, i need that i i i'm a pirate catcher. you know i drive a destroyer <laughs> and uh i sink or capture pirates because that'd be kind of awesome yeah um but it, i uh I, I i wanted to have the conversation because there's when i think heroes you know um you know, in, in, in the terms of comic books, I mean, there's a, I, I have my favorites as far as the, uh, you know, the, the stories are told and, and with the new movies and everything coming out, I think I've adopted some new ones too, that I've actually kind of gone back in and, and sort of re-looked at. But, um, I mean, in real life and sort of in the real world, and I kind of think a little bit about people who I would label as heroes, uh, and, and my initial thought was it would, I'd be interested to hear from either one of you. And I'll start with you, Izzy. Um, you know, who, who are people that you consider heroes in your life? Uh, people that you looked up to or admired or, you know, whatever context you would consider them a hero to you. Um, you know, who were they? How did they influence you? And, and how does that influence stay with you today? Um, well, you know, that's, ooh, that's a really loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, man, podcast, it's just time to open up. Right. Well, we're almost we seventy-five deep, episodes we real in. deep. No, you know, I it's I had a really interesting week, and and um, a gentleman here that uh, came and hung out with me for a week. This is his second time here. Um, you know, nice guy uh, has lived an extraordinary life and done extraordinary things in his life. Um, things that are you know that are beyond the scope of a lot of what we would we would ever accomplish in our lives. He's you know, a pretty cool cat. Incredible individual, um, intelligent experiences that, you know, are, are just off the chain. Um, he's affected and made impacts in immeasurable ways in our, in our world, um, in, in the industry that he was, that he called home, you know, and, um, and yet he manages to find time 
to fly out to here. <laughs> to help and, you with just, 36 feet of cabinets? Yeah, actually, I was doing the math in my head. It's more than that. It's 47, <laughs> 47 feet. Um, but it was, uh, you know, and just spend, uh, spend a few days. And, you know, I mean, this is... This is a man who commanded a lot of respect in the world that he played in. Um, huge amounts of respect in the world that he played in. And, um, you know, I took a nap and he was out sweeping my floors. <laughs> just come out to a completely completely clean shop and a completely clean garage. He's just, you know. So guys like guys like Gary, you know, are, are my heroes. Um, people like Frank and like Cliff, a um, couple of guys I met through again through this community um who are just you know just everyday average guys that just take do a little bit more you know just do they just go a little extra further um so those are the guys those are the kind of guys that i think i'm at 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 current point i revere um that kind of thing you know guys like um uh, like so many people in the community that just take the time to just go that extra little step that they didn't have to do. Uh, one that comes to mind recently is Tony Rulo. You know, he just, he's all the time doing these little, you know, these little things of kindness. You know, he's got an amazing talent and amazing skill set. And every once in a while, you'll just see somebody pop up with, hey, Tony gave me this square or he gave me this tool. And these are things he does not have to do. But he just wants to, you know, spread his, you know, love through the community, and that's the way he knows that he can do it, and he does it. So, so Tony's a hero of mine. You know, um, those of you who take time to answer questions out in the comment section, those of those of you who, um, you know, have taken the time to console people who've been going through issues or problems. Um, you know, I don't get a lot of time to spend in the in the social media world as much as I'd like to, you know, keep up on everything, but. I see a lot of it, and those are the kind of things that matter the most. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, you know, being a strong person doesn't make you a hero, but having a strong heart might. So, you know, and those people who are just sharing it, those are the, you know, I guess that those are my my heroes right now. I love you guys. <laughs> so, okay, <clears throat> said my yeah, yeah. That's uh, well, Tony uh, particularly, he's um, lovable. One of the things, so I, I have two of his squares at this point, and uh, he made one. Uh, he made a series of them that he made just for me. Uh, so um, I have a, he has a special place in my heart. He already did, but um, one thing about that is, you know, when he sends one of those to somebody, like, you know, whether, whether you bought it or not, um, I showed the one that I got, the, the stainless steel one with the snake wood inlay uh, to my father. And he was, I mean, he just, he wouldn't put it down. He was just sitting there in my kitchen and he's just holding it. And he's just like, he's like, man, you never use this as a tool. I said, <laughs> I said, no, absolutely not. It's in my kitchen. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not in my garage, it's in my kitchen. Um, and he was just kind of looking at it. He's like, wow, he's like, he made this for you. I was like, he made, that's mine. Like he made that thing for yeah. me. Um, and, yeah, uh, and, I, you and, know. and he made it with me in mind and he was, he would not put it down. He was just like, and, and, you know, you, you, I mean, I never take for granted how special it is, the things that he does, cause he's an amazing talent. But when you get to see somebody else, you know, actually hold that. And when we're talking about heroes, I mean, yeah, my father is, I mean, that's the, that's a pretty easy cliched one. Fortunately, he's actually lived up to the, uh, you know, the hype in his life. So, um, but you know, he's standing there holding this thing. He's like, Oh my God, look, he's like. You know, look at this thing. Like, you know, I want to get him one, but you know, if I order it now, I won't have it till next year because uh, Tony takes a minute to uh, to come up with cool ideas. So <laughs> I like so, that. I like that little. Hey, he'll order. You okay. can you can order one today, and uh, he'll send you one like right away. He's got him in his Etsy store. Just you know, I like sexier things that take him some time. So it's got to uh, you know, I'm a brat that you way. You like your wine aged. <laughs> Yeah, yes. but you know, and, and Tony, you know, the nice thing about Tony is, you know, he just doesn't, he's not doing this for fame or fortune. He's not just going out and, you know, finding all the guys with the biggest numbers out there in the social world and giving them, giving them stuff. I mean, he's doing it from the top to the bottom. Anybody that, you know, for some reason affects, you know, affects him in, in a way he does it. So, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys out there like Tony who do things in different ways. You know, there's just a lot of really good people. One of the, one of the guys that really comes to mind is Chris cute. 
you know, he's kind of quiet in a lot of ways and he, he kind of in the background does all kinds of nice things for people. And, you know, you just don't, and it's not, he doesn't toot his own horn. He does it in that sexy voice too. Yeah, he does. God, I'd listen to him read a menu at Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. He's just, <laughs> you know, he's, Mm-mm-mm. and there's just, we're in a community of a lot of people like that who are just constantly looking out for everybody. So those are my heroes today. The, uh, well, Joel, I would pose the same question to you. Or, uh, I think, um, I get a, I get a kick out of people that, uh, go the extra mile when I love those stories of like, um, somebody tracking down somebody because they, their wallet went missing or the little feel good stories because being a hero doesn't necessarily mean that you signed up to be a hero. Being a hero means that you happen to be in a place that a thing happened and you made a decision and that decision was to usually help somebody. So I like the small stories, the stories about rescuing animals. I like the small stories of people that go out of their way in a world that is built around convenience. You do the most inconvenient thing that you can. Um, and you, you take the time out of your life to help somebody else. And I, I don't have, I don't, nobody's ever come up to me and said, I'm a hero. And, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to shrug away from that. And I'm going to try to do the best I can with those things. And I think that's one of the benefits. Uh, that's probably the single biggest benefit, obviously, uh, a hero's story is about one person, but I think a hero's um, responsibility is when that story's told um, to inspire other people. Now, they don't have to do a single thing, but you get a chance to um, you get a chance to be inspired by somebody oftentimes n- not taking the easy road, not necessarily doing the thing that was um, easiest or, or even best. Sometimes it's, uh, their stories of oddities where people just made a, a decision that was the best decision. And those are, those are my kind of heroes. I'm, I'm a very grassroots kind of hero worshiper on, on that level. I, I, I worry oftentimes that people, when the media holds up somebody as a hero, I worry that people get the wrong idea and that people feel overwhelmed as a hero and because they live their life, they know how many mistakes they make, but it's the small stories where you see somebody that's just appreciated for doing the thing they were supposed to do. Those are my, those are Joel's kind of heroes. Those are the Mm -hmm. ones that, that I like to have, uh, when I'm, thinking about people and the best parts of humanity. It's those people who get a chance to, uh, show us the parts of humanity that we just don't get to see much anymore. The world is, is not, uh, is it's a lot easier to get ratings from things that are negative than it is positive. So, Oh yeah. So those are, those are, that's kind of my, that's my idea of heroes. People that, that get a chance to do something right. Uh, even though it isn't the easiest. Yeah, well, in my, you know, I, I've, uh, you know, when you talk specifically about heroes, like um, when I look back, my grandmother, um, I, 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 to say raised me probably doesn't give her the credit that she deserves because, <laughs> um, you know, keeping up with me as a child was a, more than a full-time job in and of itself. But um, she was, uh, it, it, the thing that I loved about my grandmother, she used to give these little nuggets of like just kind of things that have stayed with me and things that I've passed on other people. Um, and I think that, you know, those type of, she was the kind of person, you know, like she hated people that would say, uh, you know, always happens to me, you know, if something bad happens, oh, always happens to me, you know, she, that would make her want to punch babies. Like she just, she never punched babies as far as I know, but I mean, you know, it was a different time back then. I think you were allowed, <laughs> but, um, but she just, 
she always used to, you know, hey, she used to say things like, you know, if, if if something bad is happening to you, like try not to focus on the bad thing. Try to figure out, um, you know, what can you learn from it? You know, because it, it, bad things are going to happen and bad things pass. Like that was she. I remember her telling me that one night in in a in a pretty pretty bad situation, and she was just, you know, bad things happen and and you know they're going to pass, but you know what. Why did it happen? You know, what, what can you learn from it? What are you, what are you going to take away from it? It's going to make you stronger whether you want it to or not. Um, you know, and, and having those mindsets and those, those, that kind of mentality is kind of, that's followed me forward, you know, and it's, and it's sort of the thing that I teach my kids and, you know, anybody who's been a friend of mine for more than 10 minutes, you know, they, they kind of get that attitude from me is it's not, um, you know, sometimes it's just your turn, like shitty things happen to good people, right? I mean, it's just, uh, it doesn't mean that you know everything's shitty. It just means that you know it was your turn for something shitty to happen, right? So it was. Uh, I might I might take this small moment to interject that you know sometimes shitty things happen to people because they let shitty things happen to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they you know kind of set yourself up for success. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so what you're well, saying, Joel, is sometimes you have to be your own hero. Sometimes you just need to not spend the light money and maybe save a dollar <laughs> and, and make sure that gets paid, you know, just, uh, so, just you know, little, little so things. So just saying there's a little accountability somebody, there, a little, a little uh, personal responsibility. Someone has something they want to say. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, I can't, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm fully aware that bad shit happens to people. I, uh, you know, the, the one I think about the most is, uh, there's <laughs> paying the light. Bill? No, no, no. Is uh, there's a uh there's a video out there and it was horrible and uh, it was one of those things where i as i got older i realized because you don't you don't think about death or anything as a kid you just it's hardwired into us um that we don't we don't dwell on those things but as you get older and as your life evaporates before your eyes i saw a video of a lady who was driving down the road and there was a car coming her way and there's a deer that hit that car and then bounced off that car and came right through her windshield, ending her like immediately, like it was a perfect trajectory. One in a trillion shot, right? It's like deer, deer pong. And, uh, and you just, you think, you think, okay, she's a good person. She's done all the things she needs to do. She followed all the rules. She was wearing her seatbelt. She did all the things necessary. And at a certain point, bad shit happens to good people. Sometimes God throws a deer through your window. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes God throws a deer at you, and uh, and so so that that's what I'm saying. Like 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 there's a there's there's a level of there's a level of deer through windshield, and there's a level of not preparing your ass to handle the next thing. So so just just understand that you have to kind of you're somewhere floating in the middle there oh i could be no one's hero i can't believe how hard i'm laughing (laughs) so it's just it's uh it's just uh it's one of those things i I don't mean to take it down a sour note there but uh a little personal responsibility helps out (laughs) and and again talking about heroes those are the people that that literally saw the thing and then instead of running away from it they run towards it and that's typically when I think of heroes are the people that are running towards the issue instead of away from the issue. Oh, absolutely. And that's like, you know, when you, when you look at the, Except um, for the lady with the you know, deer. That, that, yeah, that there's no hero there, but the, uh, the, like when you look at that, the, the Boston marathon bombing, right. The years ago, like there's an explosion going on. No one knows how many there are, you know, there, there's going to be nothing's, you know, what's scheduled. And you've got, you know, smoke and blood and people crying and, and there's people running towards the fire. Like they're running towards the smoke, you know, and it's like that I see that in all of these these like little tragedies that the media is so, you know, uh does such a wonderful job of glorifying. Um, you know, every time you see a, a shooting or, you know, whatever the game, there's always somebody running towards the people that are hurt. And it, it's not sometimes, there's always somebody. You know what I mean? It's not, you don't see it occasionally like, oh yeah, every 10th shooting or, um, 
you know, the, every every other you know bombing or every other. It's it's not that you see it every now and again. You always see it, you know. And it's like, so you know, heroes are just basically sort of people that kind of walk among us, you know, to kind of go back to the Stan Lee thing. That was one of the things that was always interesting about you know comics and sort of the way he all of these people, for the most part, found a way to blend in. You know what I mean? They were all members of society, and they all sort of, um, they were you know Clark Kent is you know he he walks among us. You know what I mean all these people with uh, you know Spider Man and, and uh, Peter Parker and all these different things. Bat- Batman all, had it kind of easy. He was kind of yeah like a he was. Like it's not yeah, like he, he didn't blend in. He just made it so obnoxious that nobody's like, nah. He, he never threw a deer at anyone. He didn't. I throw mean, a we could say that anyway. about him. Um, but uh, that we I know mean, of. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, we'll see he what had the next serious movie comes mommy out and daddy issues. Go, go on. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, DC. Uh, also, for the every time we have a, de- a Batman story, we have to do the origin story again. I've only seen it sixteen times. I appreciate it. Um, you know my. Do fi- you guys have any favorite Batman quotes? I'm Batman. My favorite, uh, my favorite thing he ever said is the the deeper the darkness, the more dazzling the light. Ooh, that's, that's like that's yeah damn poetic. Batman, of course, that's, Batman that's not that. Stan Lee, but that's that's nice. Yeah, that's not Stan Lee. That's uh, hey, well, still ones. Batman's cool. <laughs> what was my so, favorite? Yeah, my favorite was, was uh was Robin. It was uh uh holy rust Batman where they're the holy rusted metal batman yeah where they're where they're both sitting on like the uh the buoy right oh no wait you're talking about yeah they're sitting on the they're, they're sitting on the joker uh, not the joker but the uh um, you're talking about the bat nipples story yeah no holy rusted best metal batman and batman says what he says robin says the metal it's metal it's holy and rusty <laughs> yeah that was the uh that was the uh the bat nipples with uh uh clooney and all this. oh yeah so that was the, yeah that was his wasn't it yeah, it's always we were full, talking about that. the riddler crazy. that was the riddler <clears throat> yeah sorry my brain um hmm. didn't completely took us off the rails here guys well, listen we're, no i was we're, just all i was saying that they, you know there's there's these ordinary folks you know that are mixed in amongst us, and that was the the way that Stan Lee sort of looked at some of his heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you find that. You know, I mean, you you see that. That's I think the thing I loved most about Stan Lee's heroes is that every single one of them had flaws. You know, they all had weaknesses. They all had flaws. It was well, and their strengths were born of their weaknesses. You know, they weren't all perfect. Um, there was so that kind of humanized them in a way, which made them more relatable. I guess that's probably probably the secret is the success of all of his heroes. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, I mean that's where a lot of their strength came from. Mm-hmm. You know, as it was the things that were that were wrong and flawed about them. So it was, uh, you know, I I, I think it's it, it takes it's hard for people to recognize their kind of strength and power. Um, I, 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 this is, uh, there, uh, there are a lot of things that make me crazy, but there's not many things that make me crazier than this. When, if I, I've, I have people that I know very well that I can ask, you know, if, Hey, tell me something about yourself and they can go on a four hour tangent about everything that's wrong with them, but ask them to say something good about themselves and they go completely crickets. You know what I mean? It's just, they don't. They don't either recognize the thing that's you know wonderful about them or beautiful about them or whatever the case is, but you give them five seconds to shit all over themselves and they'll take four hours. Like it's you're just like in in. Izzy, do you know anybody like that? Huh? Izzy, do they do they not pay their water bill or light bill? (laughs) Izzy goes. Joel's hung up on. No, I wasn't inferring that Izzy is a perfect example of that. I have no. no idea what you're talking yeah. about. No, I'm cool. I'm not talking about Izzy specifically. No, obviously not. Well, <laughs> so now here's the thing. There's a difference between being a conceited asshole, which I have been known to be, and entirely intentionally too, by the way, unapologetically, um, and you know, trying to be, uh, you, you know, completely just self-deprecating uh, to every extent. But the the thing is, is my point about all this is you have to recognize the capability within you. Um, you know, you have to sort of be, I don't want to say you have to be a hero because I mean, that's one of the things that, uh, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. For those of you that listen to podcasts, you've heard it. Um, he talks about, you know, every day he gets up and he just kind of thinks of the world, 
um, you know, as his own personal story and he's his own superhero in it. You know, he gets to be whoever he wants to be that day, you know, and I, I was, I, I love the visual, uh, idea that that sort of gives you is like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and you can be whoever you want to be, right? I mean, you can, you can be whatever it is you want to be any day you want to be it. And people don't really take hold of that idea. You know what I mean? They, they, um, they, they, they don't recognize their power. They don't recognize the capability. They don't recognize their abilities or, or they don't spend much time thinking about them. And that to me, you know, kind of makes me crazy because there's, there's a little bit of hero in all of us, right? I mean, it's not, everybody's got the possibility to be something heroic to somebody. You know Mike, what I mean? Like, I, I would go. I would go a little further than that. I'd say everybody sitting here, everybody listening right now. I mean, everybody. We're you're a hero to someone. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you are definitely a hero to some person, some someone out there. So you know, I would take that a step further and say, be worthy of that. Oh yeah, I mean, like I have my, I have three daughters, right? And to them, like I'm probably the coolest thing they see. Like I have all the answers when they're when they. When they are crying, I give them the shoulder to lean on. Um, when they have problems, I try to fix things. Like they're, not, I'm not. I don't wear a cape, but you know, to them, like I, I fix the things that are wrong. I provide for them. I'm, you know, I'm all the things that a quote unquote hero in their life should be, right? Um, but I'm, I'm not a hero. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it depends on who you ask, me. because. Well, you make this podcast happen every week. There are plenty of people that depend no, on you. There's, and you do that without there's, paying there's, or there's, any sort of <laughs> or any any, any sort sport of goodies of any kind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets the spoils of war. That's right. I take the bullets. Um, <clears throat> but no, yeah, that shouldn't be here. That's not heroic. I should have to apologize. But we, and I do every episode. That's how we end them all online. <laughs> that's that's how I end them. I'm sorry. Um, no, but I just, uh, I, I mean, I just, uh, I, I think that there are plenty of folks out there, um, that, that would fall into that hero status that would never get the notoriety. I mean, somebody like my grandmother, she, she raised 14 grandchildren. You know, I mean, she was after raising five children of her own self-employed as a hairdresser, her whole life, like just one of the coolest, sweetest, nicest people. When she passed away, it took like two days for her funeral to take place because people just kept showing up. Um, she just she had an impact on people in a way that if you didn't know her, you just can't understand. And but like, there's not going to ever be a comic book written about my grandmother. You know what I mean? Like, there's just there's she's not going to fly in and save the day. But no, I mean, but I can she, count her weaponry number would times be amazing. Like she'd have a utility belt yes. with curling irons, and she used to be a professional bowler. Oh yeah, so we could work yeah, that the, in the as bowler. well. I'm sure there's. She had bigger biceps than me until the time I was 16 years old, which was not something that was easy for a young boy going through puberty. You know, you're like, "Hey, grandma," and she's like, "Yeah, little bitch," and you know, she pulls out the guns, and you're like, "Oh shit, I'll be at the gym <laughs> if you need me." <laughs> So, yeah, that's that is that is hard when you are a prepubescent male. Yeah, your grandmother would kick your ass, and she's four foot seven. So, yeah, might get weird. <laughs> so, what are you guys going to do well, this week? You know, just to just to make it. What'd you say? So, what are you guys going to do this week? With whatever. What what's your plans? Oh, I was just going to make Izzy embarrassed. Oh yeah, go go at it. Yeah. No. Yes. No, we could skip that part. So what have we learned today? Well, we've, we've learned that there's no canaries on Virgin Islands. Everybody's and a hero. There's no canaries on the Virgin Islands. And... <laughs> I get... I, I have to... Okay, I have so to I, we have to explain One of my that. sources for memes that I throw up is that I now have people that send them to me. So I get, I get instant messages and I get texts and I get facebook you're the meme king and i get i get all sorts of memes thrown at me and that one was submitted my by my good friend um crystal and she sent it to me and i said oh you won and i posted it right away because i cracked a smile at it for for those who don't know the meme said uh but did you guys know there are no no, canaries on there's no canaries on canary island 
And on the Virgin Islands, Same there's thing. no canaries there there's either. There's no canaries either. <laughs> no canaries either. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see that going that way. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe, you're a meme hero. I am a meme hero. And I, I take full pride in that. I, I will say that's one yes. of my special abilities. Now, is that transferable in any possible thing? No. So so here's here's one of the things. Well, it probably carries no currency either. No, it but carries, that doesn't mean it carries it shouldn't only be a, thing. a couple of currencies. A, it, um, if you're going to use Facebook for marketing, which I do now, my friends aren't the people I'm selling to, but they're kind of like my uh, guinea pigs a little bit. So... Uh, I believe that anytime, and that's what I've been doing this week is you didn't ask me, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. So I've been working on advertising for the business. And that's one of those things I've put off. I've, I, I know how to woodwork. I know how to put stuff together. I know how to do the job and I've gotten good at figuring out how to do production and ordering and billing and getting supplies in and paying invoices and dodging bill collectors. I know how to do all those things. Right. But mm-hmm. one of the things I've been putting off for several years is really diving in and understanding how advertising can affect your business. And so I'm running a couple of tests here and there. And so, uh, so one of the things I learned early on is that if you're going to be a, if you're going to use social media for your marketplace and if you're going to use it as your, your market, then you have to be social about it. You can't just advertise your stuff because that's not the social part of media. That's just being media. So what I do is, um, and I do it uh, for two reasons. A, I kind of like the idea of, of, of cheering people up. Uh, the second thing is sometimes I want to talk about serious things and Actually, a lot of times I want to talk about serious things. They may be political. They may be an opinion I have. It may be popular. It may be unpopular. I'm pretty centrist in a lot of things. And uh, there'll always well, what be... Is, what does centrist mean? It doesn't Do anymore. Do you really want to go into this, Izzy? It, no, it doesn't don't, anymore. I don't know what centrist means. What's the what's defined centrist? I, you're, not, you're not left or I, right. I feel that there's reasonable things that okay. we, can, we can all... Uh, at least uh, agree on enough to agree to do those things. Like I can say to almost anybody, hey, we should have better health care, and there should be nobody in this country that says wrong. Unless you're the CEO of Edna. Right. Who, by the way, just got his ass <laughs> handed to him. Anyway, so the, not the to get out of those Cross, subjects. Blue Cross Blue Shield but, people but, would, uh, but probably But every once in a while I want to talk about it, it, things that are important to me and things that pique my interest. And one of the ways I can do that is if I am constantly uh, posting memes and being interesting to people, uh, then the chances of them actually interacting with me, the chances of them actually seeing my stuff, because, you know, the metrics of Facebook, um, th- that's in, I want to I have a good conversation with a wide variety of people and if they don't see what I have to say, or they don't care what I have to say, uh, then I won't have that interaction. And it's not—it's typically not very preachy. Usually, it's me asking questions or, or saying a particular thing, um, and then looking for input on those things. So th- I guess that's that kind of ties in at least what I'll be doing this next week too. Other than probably heading to Izzy's shop to help him with a CNC, um, is you know, kind of continuing working on those fine tuning and figuring out like Mike, you, you may not deal directly with advertising, but I know your business requires that your name be out there so people can call you and get mortgages. Mm -hmm. I have some benefits where our name doesn't necessarily have to be there, uh, where people see a physical product and that is all the advertisement it needs. Um, but if you get your product out in front of more people, um, then there's more people that want to buy it. So that's the, that's the second part of the equation. So, so that's what we're working on and, and I'm losing money left and right doing it, trying to figure out what works. And unfortunately, advertising is one of those things where 
you can't there is no magic trick there is only figuring out what things work and what things don't work and both of those things cost the same amount of money and and there's 25 ways to not work and two ways that will so it's it's you know it's chances are you're going to lose a little bit of money figuring out those things so that's that's what i've been doing at least and that and enjoying what i can only imagine is hundreds of millions of gallons of water going through my property right now so so that's a that's thing. a thing i mean we're, we're ready for yeah, it we'll i have slight i have slightly less than that going through mine at the moment but we're, we've you know we've got a we've got a stream half of my city empties into my property and then it fills up a pond and then the pond overflows and goes out so we we built and made sure that it was clear for this and have been maintaining it and uh I know that had I gotten in between the outlet of the, the pond area and where it becomes a stream out because there's an overflow, um, I would have been swept away and probably injured if not killed. The water was running so fast. It was about seven feet deep moving at about, I don't know, probably about 25 miles an hour. Um, and so in about seven feet wide. So I can, I can swim pretty well, but I was, I was doing the math on that. It was something like 1.8 million gallons, um, for every 10 minutes. So Jesus, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot, but you know what? That's, that's why we, that's why I have a tractor. We, we can prepare for those things and my house doesn't float away. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's why. Yes. That, and we made that awesome a uh, cherry picking bucket that you go up on the hooks on the forks with and that mm-hmm. completely OSHA compliant, uh, absolutely safe. And as long as you have a hard hat, right, right. The hard hat's good. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how, but we managed to talk for an hour. I Whoa. can't imagine. <laughs> well, we did. So. Yes. But, uh, I mean, time to, uh, I guess, uh, throw the brakes on and hammer down, but, um, yeah, just uh, uh, I guess we, you know, celebrate the man, Mister Lee, and uh, if you know real life heroes, uh, let them know it. And that's the uh, you know, being a hero doesn't doesn't uh, require recognition. Uh, most of them do it regardless of whether you see it or not, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't recognize it when you see it. So, um, and if you have people that just kind of lift you up, let them know. You know, hey, um. I was, you know, I, I, you said a thing that really caught my attention or, um, remember that one time I was down and you called me out of the blue, it, you know, changed my whole day. Uh, you know, that's, it, it's, uh, it's never the wrong time to do that ever. So don't ever be afraid right. of it. But, um, listen guys, if you got, uh, you know, questions, comments, concerns, things you want to have talked about on the, uh, the podcast, hit us up. We are, uh, at maybe podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, our website, maybe I've said too much.com is live and kicking. Uh, there is a maker link section on there for sharing everybody's social media stuff. Um, if, excuse me, if you have links that you want on there, submit them, send emails, all the stuff is on the site. Uh, go check that out. And, uh, if you submitted stuff, bear with me. It's been a crazy couple weeks at work. So, uh, I apologize if, uh, things have not been updated quite as quickly as I had initially planned, but, uh, there's plenty of content on there. The show goes up every you, week. You, you must have added um, like 300 people to that in the last month. It's a lot. <laughs> if, if you guys are looking for new content from people, if you're looking for a little inspiration, and uh, just go on that page, and seriously, it's it's like the third link over on our, maybe I said too much.com. Um, yeah, maker links. Yeah, r- really, because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy collection of people, and there's, blacksmiths and there's woodworkers and there's metal workers and there's guys that do stuff with 3d printing and electronics and i just saw a guy that linked in i hope he puts it on the website but i saw a guy in our group that um his main goal is to make crazy automated um musical instruments using uh like servos and electronics like little strings that pull, pull like little strikers that hit bells and like does all the midi stuff to, to do the the it's crazy fantastic i love that hmm. 
That's the kind of crap I love. Yeah, the the weird the weird stuff. stuff. Oh yeah. Um, do you guys have anybody you want to talk about? Say hi to, give love to before we go. Izzy. Perfect. <laughs> Izzy's Izzy's got a lot of shit for his uh, his copper doors. Did you did you did. did you uh did you read the comments there, Izzy? Just don't don't uh, read is the it, comments. I read a couple of them. Is it is it uh water off a duck's back? Oh yeah, I it doesn't matter. I mean I'm just I'm just trying to stir up a little controversy here at the end. You know, those people that oh, are, gotcha. are you know banned. My from... favorite comment my favorite comment was there's no accounting for taste, and I replied back, there's same thing goes for assholes. <laughs> So <laughs> there you go. There's, That's definitive. You know. There's no accounting for taste. Hmm. You know, it, 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 it was an interesting uh, project um, with the potential for lots of fun, fun stuff that uh, some people could not see. I just, and some did. I absolutely love and that's copper. What, that's what, yeah, that's what it got. You know, the idea wasn't that I'm going to build this highly sexy door. The idea was to inspire others to come up with their own ideas to use copper. Very cheap and inexpensive way to make a very cool looking copper panel. I thought it was pretty cool. I can't think of something I would use it for just because, you know, I don't have copper. But, yeah, I mean, it was, I thought the whole concept of it was interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why I can never have a YouTube channel because, you know, there's no accounting for taste to be like, well, somebody banged your mom and had you. So that must be true. <laughs> Mike, you're my hero, buddy. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, oh, shit. It just got real. I'd be like, yeah. No, you, you know, I got 12 year old kid talking shit in his mom's basement. And then you feel real bad. Yeah, the problem with content is you can't, you know, you don't, a lot of guys, they get caught up in trying to shoot for greatness when you don't really need to. You just need to show interesting things with interesting ideas and interesting concepts that people can take and make their own. Some people are going to dig it. Some people aren't. I don't, you know, who cares? You're not making it for them. No. So, you know, don't You're worry about it. You're making it for guys like me that go, copper, look at this guy. Yeah, and that you know so, that thing was is twenty five bucks for. I mean, there's I only used half of it. There's a whole buttload of it left. Lots of fun things you can do with copper. So that's twelve fifty. My math serves me right. So not like bad. That. Two bucks for that's the paint, and you had a whole new door. Yeah, yeah it really even wasn't. If, it really wasn't about even if the it copper. does look terrible. <laughs> it really wasn't about the door. It was more about the idea <laughs> of using the copper to make little yeah. panels. So. Yeah, that's what it was Dude, about. You should, Some people you should make got an it. entire workbench top you, out of Well, that. no, I was just going to say, you just need to, to be get an some asshole. gold leaf and like do something like, uh, just something epic. Like You're like, okay, now I made a new, oh, you should do it on one of your Adirondack chairs. You should just do it in all, all copper leaf. <laughs> that would That'd be, be cool. amazing. <laughs> be like, you want to know how to protect your stuff? Coated in metal. <laughs> yes <laughs> what were you gonna do exterior paint check this out bitches well there's a, you know there's a little bit of education there i'm not sure how many people caught it but like with metals there's very few finishes that actually stick to metal and i've seen guys put lacquer on metal i've seen guys put polyurethane on metal and none of those stick for very long if you want to put something on metal use a conversion varnish period you know so that's there was a little bit of an education there if you watched the whole video actually that would so, be a good little I'm tidbit sure. that you put out there because you had about 80 percent of the people going what the hell is a conversion varnish i know what a conversion yeah, varnish I, is but i well yeah i suppose when you work in the industry for your whole life you don't even think about it anymore it's just a finish just like lacquer is just like anything else is um conversion varnish can be a post cat or a, or a pre-cat you know finish it just depends on the product you're using right most of the times it's a post most times it's a post catalytic finished so hmm. but yeah I, in other words I yes had, uh, i i i googled it to find out what the hell you were talking about so you feel, I, uh, you feel better now, now? I'm, now i'm in the know now you feel better <laughs> now i'm in the know right, right anyway guys um yeah it was a fun topic tonight this was a good one thanks for thanks Th for having thank a hero this, the oh. izzy seal of approval yeah no it was a good one you know i think i think you know it's it we all in our own right are a hero to someone so you know my grandfather used to say that all the time he said live your life like everybody sees what you do on a billboard and you know and be their hero so um you know shout out to grandpa hey, I, so, life, life is a stage grab the mic and give him a show i like uh yeah. i i would like to uh mm. thank stan lee for being one of my heroes because 
he was one of the people that said it was okay to be a geek and a nerd, which I was. And, um, and when I was growing up, those were not things that you would necessarily feel proud of, um, with other people, unless you were with other people. And so now there are whole conventions of people going around with their passions, like right on their sleeves, literally. And, uh, and in part because of the work that they did. And I don't think, uh, I, I can't think of a better hero. Yeah. Well, I will say that, uh, I'm sure that there's no podcast in heaven. Uh, and if they are broadcasting, I can't imagine <laughs> this is not in the, we go in a different this, direction. <laughs> hours yes, of us I, just I, looping I back think, and forth talking about conversion. But, uh, but yeah, I used to, uh, yeah, I, I will, I, I, I don't like to use the term hero for somebody I don't know, but, uh, the, his storytelling and his ideas, um, they took me through a lot of dark places. So if, uh, if I were to use the word hero for somebody in that, that regard, I'm sure it would be him. So yeah, he's rest also in peace, the reason, old friend. He's also done, the reason I've done jumped. more for pop culture than anybody I know. So yeah, he's also the reason I jumped off a rope with a sheet tighter on my neck. So screw you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right, everybody. You guys have a great night. Good night, y'all. Love Bye. you. Bye.